Hi there, I'm Greg Flynn, and this is The Bind, a podcast for men and the people that love them. It's all about helping men untangle the beliefs and behaviors that keep us stuck, stressed, and in shame. You can't do this alone, guys. Thanks for joining me. Let's dive in. Hey there, this is Greg Flynn. Welcome to episode one of The Bind. Uh, I've got to say I'm super excited about getting this off the ground. It's been a long time coming. I, you know, I didn't realize when I started with this project just how much would go into it. Um, I, you know, I started to learn about that with my other podcast that I'm a part of with uh, Shannon Patterson, Disrupting Our Practice, which you can check out. I'll put the links in the show notes if you want. But, you know, I didn't really quite realize it when I was like diving into this thing, just how much work would go into it. And, and not, you know, that's not bad. I'm super excited about it. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a fascinating, interesting project. So for this first episode, what I'm doing here is I'm just recording this little kind of uh, a prologue, I guess you could call it. And then, you know, it will shift here into um, something that I recorded a couple weeks ago. And as kind of like a kind of getting my butt in gear sort of mode. And, and it was something I shared with some folks to get some feedback on and which was all fantastic. And, and it feels like it holds up enough to be the first episode. And so I'm super excited about that. So this here, first episode is going to be a little bit different than I think than uh, future episodes will be. But I just wanted to name that. And, and part of the reason is because I didn't actually have, I hadn't landed on the title, The Bind. And I don't really say anything about that in the thing I recorded because of that, because I hadn't landed on it. So what I'll say real quick, the reason I'm calling this podcast The Bind is because so much of what it means to be a man today in today's world really feels like a bind. At least that's been my experience. And I think it's an experience a lot of guys are having so much of what it takes to actually reach past the conditioning we have as men can feel like a bind. And so a lot of what I'm going to be talking about in this and having conversations with folks, friends and teachers, mentors, uh, colleagues, um, are going to be things in relationship to this idea of how do we how do we move past these binds that we can be in? You know, it's like it feels like a damned if you do, damned if you don't a lot of the times. And um, we don't necessarily have good roadmaps for how to um, how to navigate that. You know, there's not a lot of modeling for it. And I'm working on it myself all the time. You know, I find myself uh, in binds quite a bit and um, feel grateful to have some good people in my life to help me through them and don't always find my way through them easily. So hopefully this project can help all of us, myself included, on that path. So with that said, I'm going to turn it over to me from a couple weeks ago, let you... Uh, dive into that conversation. I really hope to hear from you. My email is greg at gregorybflynn.com. You can go to the website. You can subscribe to my newsletter. You can subscribe to this podcast. I want to hear from you. 
and I'll look forward to this conversation as it unfolds. Enjoy. All right. Hello there. Welcome. Glad to have you here joining me. Um, Before I dive into what's on my mind, I want to just name that I'm sitting in what feels like the middle of a construction project. Um, You know, I I live in Seattle and there's a lot of construction here in Seattle. There has been for a long time, a lot of growth and, uh, but I'm in the middle of a kind of residential neighborhood. It's not where I live. It's where I do some work sometimes. And there just seems to be, I don't know how many projects there are going around, uh, going on around me, but there's, <laughs> there's a number of them. And so you may hear that. You may hear some hammering, some drilling, some sawing, some shouting uh, in the background. And uh, I apologize for that. And I'm not going to let that stop me from getting some thoughts out of my head and getting the ball rolling on this little project, which I've been excited about for some time. So I want to welcome you. Thank you for taking some time to listen. You know, it's um, it's my goal here to to create uh, some space to be in some inquiries and share some perspectives and to help explore and reimagine what we think of when we think of what it means to be a man in today's world. What it means to be um to identify as a man and you know the the work that i've been doing for for the last number of years uh with men connecting which is a men's group that i run and with some coaching for men has been really rooted in the idea that we are we are conditioned in certain ways you know there's there are things that are out of our control when it comes to the the way society, the way our culture around us for, shapes us to to think about what it means to be um, to to live in the world and, and the different roles and positionalities that we live in, and I'll get into that the concept of positionality at some point. And but what I you know I think the the main thing that I'm thinking about right now is I'm getting this off the ground is. What does it mean to to push past that conditioning? What does it mean to push past the stories that we have in our in our culture? And I, I want you know I I think it's true that we you know we I, I I know it's true that we live within lots of different cultures. You know, some of us are part of very specific cultures. Um, you know, whether that be influenced by, you know, a religious perspective or other aspects of our upbringing, you know, our families all have cultures. And at the same time, those of us who are living here in in North America or in the United States more specifically are embedded in some cultures that have some ideas of of a culture that has some ideas about what it means to be a male, uh, what it means to be a man. And I think there's a lot of really, really great conversations out there that are happening around like, how do we rethink that? How do we open that up? And, and, and I want to contribute to that conversation. So that's, that's a big piece of it here. I have some kind of specific things that I think about, uh, but I'll, I'll, let me just do this real quick. Let me just name 
sort of what I consider to be the the five foundations of this work uh, and the the way that I approach it. And, and then I'll name just kind of a little bit about what was in, like the thing that was on my mind that made me go, mm, yeah, I'm going to record those, those, those five things, these kinds of foundations. And, and I'll, I'll get more into them as I go are uh, first of all, the idea that as men, we're conditioned to live in tiny boxes. Uh, and, and by that, I mean the possibility the, uh, that we, um, we see for ourselves or we feel for ourselves even is minimized by the stories that our culture uh, thrusts upon us. And that comes from, you know, from birth, from in utero. Um, it comes from the stories that have been handed down generation upon generation. It's part of our inheritance. And so we're living in this, you know, in these small, tiny boxes that make it so we can't necessarily see the possibility of other something else. At the same time, you know, I, I don't know about you. I, <laughs> I, I just experienced a lot of guys who were saying something's not working. Something's not right. Things have to change. I want things to change. And, you know, and it's part of why they're coming to groups and they're seeing it as a personal issue. I was, I was actually in a men's group, a men's circle last night where one of the guys was talking about his desire to have close male friends and how hard that is for him. This is a guy who's successful. He's middle-aged. He's been around a while. He's married. You know, he's, he's hit a lot of the milestones in life that we think of in our kind of traditional context. And yet he's like, where, where are the friends? Like the real friends, the ones that I can call, and not just shoot the shit with, but talk about life with, call when I'm in trouble. And, you know, I think that this is one of those things that's a, it's related to these, these tiny boxes we live in. And it's related to the reality that this isn't just about him, right? It's not just, it's not a personal problem. And so and that's why I think it's important to look at how we're conditioned in these tiny boxes. I do think it's important to look at our personal stuff. We all have it. We all have stuff coming. I know how I have tons of it and I've just been working on it for years and I've still got more to go. Working through shadow, shadow material, working through the things that are, the things that are causing the, 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 the pain and, and strife in life and getting in the way. There's personal stuff to, there for sure. And there's this cultural material. And that's what I'm talking about when I say we live in tiny boxes. So that's, that's the first foundation. The second foundation, it creates a bit of a bind here, which is that we can't get out of these boxes alone. We can't do it alone. We need each other, right? And that is one of the challenges because part of our living in the tiny boxes is that we're conditioned to try to go it alone, to try to solve problems on our own. And that doesn't necessarily work. Doesn't even, it's not that it doesn't necessarily work. It just doesn't work. And so how do we, how do we move past that? How do we move past the tiny box that tells us we have to go on our own to get to, to play to, to the people that can help us to find, to find the connections for this guy last night, for him to find the, you know, the support he wants and needs that takes some work. And it means that we have to actually confront the fact that we don't necessarily know how to do it together. Right. We have to, we're going to make some messes and we're going to, we're going to, 
Dude, we got to, but we have to figure that out. All right. So that's number two. Number three is that vulnerability. Vulnerability is the strength that we need, right? So if we're going to get out of the boxes and if we're going to work with others to do that and, and, and recognize that we don't have, you know, the, um, the ability to do this stuff just on our own, we really need to get vulnerable. We really need to learn how to get vulnerable. And that is courageous, right? That is hard, especially given going back to the first foundation, being conditioned in tiny boxes, especially given that we have been taught that vulnerability equals weakness for the most part, right? And so to actually get vulnerable and find the places we can get vulnerable and the people with whom we can get vulnerable, learn that work, build those muscles, that's a big part of of the foundation of this work. The fourth one, the fourth level, is that we have to look at our the entirety of our positionality. And by what and I, this is the second time I've mentioned positionality. Like I said, I'll go deeper into this later. But the main way to think about this is if we're just looking at our shadow material, we're actually not going to get to the depths of what's possible for for healing and actually get past our uh, our conditioning in these boxes. And so that means looking at looking at the fact that we've been conditioned as male, looking at our the way that we um, are positioned in the world from racial identity. I'm a white-bodied man. I'm a cis man. I'm heterosexual. There's different elements to my positionality that I actually need to work through both ways in which I, that, those positionalities are, have set me up to benefit from, from certain things and have uh, put me in a position to cause harm and to not see it necessarily. It's really important that we bring this into, um, into our work, I think. I'm sure that there are plenty of people who don't agree, but this is kind of my my uh, point of view here. I think it's really important for us to bring our positionality in. Uh, more on that down the road. Number five, it's got to be fun. It's got to feel good, right? And we can't just um, be heavy and weighty all the time. I can go overboard here. I know I can definitely get heavy and I can definitely be earnest. And there's an authenticity in that because it's how it feels to me. And I'm also aware of the fact that this work's got to feel good. Not everybody enjoys the weightiness of things. And I think that that there's ways in which we can have a lot of fun doing this, um, doing healing work and personal development work. I also think that we can learn to recognize and feel how it feels good to do that, right? How coming away from a hard and challenging conversation really can feel good. And how coming away from something that maybe as men we don't necessarily uh, gravitate towards easily can actually feel really joyful. So I think that's that's um, really really important. There is a sixth, a bonus sixth foundation, which I'll name that. Um, you, it needs to include the body. It can't just be intellectual. And this is one of those things. As men, we do this. We go to our heads. We've been taught to go to our heads. Um, we, I think we, in a lot of ways we've been taught that our bodies are for being strong and, and attractive or looking a certain way um, and maybe like using it in somehow like it's a it's an instrument to do things or make things or build things. Um, and then the other side is to is for sex. Like that's kind of it, you know, and but there's more to what the human body is capable of. Um, the human body is a 
is an organism that is speaking to us all the time. It's telling us about how we're feeling. It's telling us about, you know, it, it's, it's helping us trying to help us inf- be informed in the kinds of decisions that we want to make. And it is, yeah, it's an instrument, you know, like I just said, it was, you know, kind of an instrument, but it's, it's, it's a multifaceted instrument and it, we need to include it in the work we're doing. And so you'll hear me talk about that. Um, that's one of the things that I want to bring in here more, more in depth. So those are the foundations of the work, uh, this men's work, as it's called a lot of the time. I do wrestle with that terminology just because it's, um, it's kind of got some baggage with it, but uh, maybe we can talk about that at some point too. <laughs> I'll leave that. I'll leave all of that there. That's kind of the foundation. That's what's at the center of this for me. Uh, I'm really curious to hear how that lands for you and what, um, based on that, what you would want to hear more of, I'm going to, I'm going to unpack each of these things over time and, um, yeah, we'll dive a little bit more in, but I think, you know, one of the things I wanted to bring in is this kind of, um, this curse, (laughs) this curse that a buddy of mine, uh, he, he named, uh, he didn't name it as a curse, but when I wrote it down, boy, it jumped out at me as a curse. And I think it's something that as men, um, I think, you know, we, we all probably wrestle with in one way or another. So he's telling me some challenges that he's having, he's navigating. And he, uh, yeah, he says to me, um, you know, if I don't figure this out, something along these lines, I'm not going to get exactly what he said, right? If I don't figure this out, then I am whoever my dad says I am. I'm just going to leave a little beat there for that to land. I'll say it again. If I don't figure this out, then I am whoever my dad says I am. When I heard those words come out of him, well, the first thing I did is I wrote them down on my whiteboard. I was like walking around my room while we were chatting, something I do frequently. I just kind of pace around the room a little bit. And I immediately went to my whiteboard and I wrote down those words. I am whoever my dad says I am. And as soon as I wrote them down, I realized I don't want those words. I do not want them on my whiteboard. Oh, it's horrible. And I, uh, I just sat with it for a second he actually kind of moved on. He just like, he just kind of moved on to the next thing he was saying, which honestly, I don't even remember what it was because I was just so hit by the, the weight of this idea of I am whoever my dad says I am. And, you know, as I've been thinking about this, I've been reflecting on all of the ways that the different little things that, that I may want to explore all of the things that are, that are embedded in the foundations of this work, all of the things that are embedded in the reasons guys come to, to men's groups, you know, reasons like, you know, where, where are the friends, where are my relationships, or I can't figure out why it is. I don't feel successful. I am successful in to certain measures and I can't figure out why I don't feel successful or I've never been able to figure out how to fit in to be being successful. So maybe I'm not measuring up to what I believe I should be measuring up to, or I'm lost, or I don't know how to be open and connected to my partner, or 
I'm, I'm afraid of who I've become or I can't feel myself, right? All of these things. And I'm, and I just can't help but think that all of these things are in one way or another connected to the messages that we got from our fathers. Now, chances are, chances are that those fathers are just passing on the family tradition, right? They're just passing the message down the line. And maybe they got it from their father. Maybe they got it from their mother. Maybe they got it from an uncle or from somebody else close in their lives. But it came to them as sort of an inheritance and was passed on. You know, and when when my friend said this to me, I uh, <laughs> I said to him, I was like, dude, I just wrote this up here and it feels like a curse. He, he laughed and he said, can you imagine saying that to a guy as you parted? May you be whoever your dad says you are. It's kind of what it feels like. And, you know, there's a way in which we are, all of us or most of us are wrestling in some way with something that wasn't that's, that's not ours, right? It's, it's ultimately not meant for us. It's somebody else's message. And it wasn't even an accurate message when, when they offered it. And when the man who passed it along to you received it. So this is, I know this is a little bit contrary to what I was saying earlier, right? Like earlier I was talking about these conditioning and the cultural conditioning, and this is more to do with the individual. And it's a, I think it's a common thing throughout. And in some ways, it's part of the structure of the conditioning. It's part of what helps keep it alive. This thing that feels incredibly um, personal, like the story of I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm a loser. I don't measure up. Whatever the story is that you would fit in if you said that I am whoever my dad says I am. And I don't necessarily mean what your dad says now. If you're listening to this and you're, you know, in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, hell, 80s. I mean, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> I mean that message that came through when you were four, five, six, seven years old. I was telling these guys last night, we were in this men's circle and one of the guys was talking about his little eight year old boy that he could feel in pain. And I said to him, yeah, when I feel into that, I feel six, six years old, maybe my six year old and your eight year old should have a play date. And, you know, that's the thing is we, we've all got this stuff living in us. We've all got these stories. We've all got this wounding that actually lives in our nervous systems Right? So I'll talk about that, my, my understanding of that. We share these things. We're not alone. There's no reason to try to be alone or to try to do it alone other than we don't really know any other way. We don't really believe another way is possible. I'm, I'm really, 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 really interested. If I could do one thing, it would be to really to, to break through the idea that we have to figure this stuff out on our own. And I want to name that one of the things I talked about last night in that men's circle was my tendency to sit at my desk and bang my head against the wall and try to figure this shit out by myself. 
and not being the A number one person to pick up a phone and say, hey, I could use some help thinking this through, right? And here I am also just sitting here talking to myself. I'm in this little shed, this beautiful little space in, um, in a friend's backyard where he lets me do some work sometimes, surrounded by construction projects by myself, talking to myself. And I am the irony is not lost on me, believe me. So for that reason, um, I am going to bring people in, right? So it won't just me be me babbling along. It will also be me um, chatting with some people who are smarter than me and who have some really, really great perspectives. Um, some of them will be men. Some of them will be women. Some of them will be non-binary or other gendered folks. So I'm really excited about all of this. and. Looking forward to what's possible here. Mostly, I'm interested in conversation, right? So I hope that you can experience this as my half of the conversation that you can then respond to, that you can reach back and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Hey, here's how I landed. Hey, you're full of shit. Here's how, right? I want to, I want to be in a back and forth. And so that's part of the invitation here. Uh, I'm going to be recording this weekly and trying to be as timely as possible so I can kind of stay on top of questions and things that come up. And I'm going to um, hopefully be learning as much as you are. Um, you know, I don't proclaim to be an expert in this stuff at all. I'm on my journey. I'm enjoying um, and wrestling with my own personal development path. So that's what was on my mind for today. I wanted to get it off my mind, get the freaking ball rolling, get some episodes recorded, start getting it, pushing it out there. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. So I'm going to sign off now. And please don't hesitate to reach out. Greg at GregoryBFlynn.com. I'm on Instagram at men.connecting. And subscribe to the podcast leave a review on iTunes or wherever the heck else people leave reviews for podcasts. I understand that, that helps. And um, yeah, I'll leave it there. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, and I will look forward to connecting down the road. Cheers. Cheers.